0: Oh, it's a good one, guys. And I promise not to yell too loud this time in your ears. But today we're talking to Part Time Dave. Whoa. Who knew I would make it this far? Hey, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke Podcast presented by zealcigars.com. Zeal Cigars is the number one place to find all your cigar needs. If you got any, on the internet. Again, that is zealcigars.com. Z-E-A-L-C-I-G-A-R-S. Com. So, hey. With that said, guys, we have a good, uh, a good kind of like mini interview. We're gonna we're gonna pop in here. We we have uh, who we call to my right. This is part time Dave. Dave, say hi. What's up, y'all? And then, of course, uh, right in front of me, as always, my faithful, awesome dude JB. JB, say what's up to the people, man. Yo. How you feeling, dude? You feeling good?
1: I'm feeling like a villain Matt Dillon on Penicillin.
0: Dude, that. that was a tight rhyme. So, just, just so you know, like JB's part Eminem. He's not really Eminem, but he's almost there. Like, he's getting there, close there's, to a, it. there's a term for that. Is it what's it called? Stan. Stan. <laughs> I've heard the song. I don't think you're Stan. But with that said, guys, we are going to be talking about some fun stuff today, and we're going to be interviewing uh, part time Dave. So, part time Dave's to my right, and uh, I'll tell you what I know about Dave, and I'll tell you how he got here, and then I'll tell—I ask him a bunch of questions because and, and quite, I'm going to try to refrain from saying that Dave's not here. Dave's not. I will <laughs> tell you what, dude, this Cheech and Chong thing's getting a little out of control now because I hear it all the time when I say, "Where's Dave?" and you're like, "Dave's not here." So if you don't know what we're referring to, you're in the cool kids club. But if you do know what we're referring to, the awesome skit by Cheech and Chong back in like the '70s or '80s that JB actually grew up on. It's and, from the Up and Smoke uh, album. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a skit that Cheech and Chong did about weed, and I don't know.
1: No, he just Dave yeah. was just trying to get into his apartment because he had the stuff. He never he never
0: he never specified oh, what we the stuff the was. Oh, don't know what the stuff is. No we, man, so it's Cheech and Chong, bro. It's weed. It's weed. We know that. We know that much. Okay. <laughs> We know that much. We could know that have much. been shrooms. Could have been shroom, could have been shrooms. Today it would be shrooms. If it was Joe Rogan it'd be shrooms. So <laughs> So here here's what I wanna ask here's what I asked so so Dave's sitting on my right. Dave is a former Marine. Am I correct in that? Yes, sir. Former Marine. And I uh, actually came to work at Steel Cigars in a really kind of interesting you were a customer for a while. I was a customer. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it kinda happened in a serendipitous way, I think. Yeah. But um, I came in on I usually come in on uh, Saturdays, Thursdays for my right, poker. Right. Game. And uh, Carrie was here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was
2: like, so I've, I've never met her before. Oh, okay. So that was the first time I saw Carrie. And I was like, hey, what's up? I'm like, my name is David. She's like, hey, I'm Carrie. I'm Brad's sister. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then we started talking. And I was like, hey, where's Jake? She goes, oh, he, he left. He doesn't work here anymore. I'm like, oh, man. So are you stuck covering Saturdays? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah. She kind of had like that face. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and um, Nobody likes working on Saturdays. Yeah, apparently. I don't mind it so much. Yeah. Um, But uh, she... Told me about you know all about what she does for the for the company. Yeah, yeah and then she yeah. told me all about the Carolina. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's one of, like my go-to sticks. Oh, okay, I love that yeah, smoke. That's yeah. a, a good morning smoke. And I was like, just like that's awesome. And then randomly, actually called JB um, on the phone, which I don't think I've ever called you guys over here at yeah, all. I'm like yeah, hey, like yeah. I just thought about something. I really love cigars. I want to learn more about it. This seems like a it's a great environment here. I, I love okay. I okay. love working here. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Hey, do you think Brad would be cool? Like if I just worked Saturdays and I can just cover the Saturdays for you guys. And he was like, yeah, dude. He's like, come in and come talk to him and tell him that. And I did. And I think I waited like a solid, like 40 minutes for you before you came out there to see me. (laughs) It was a while. It was, it was a while. I think I radioed like three times. I'm like, dude, you gonna come up and talk to Dave or not, dude. Yeah. And then uh, you came me like this weird impromptu interview and I was like, well, that's it. And you're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. And then I got to speak to your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetest lady ever. Yeah. Mom.
1: It's, it's a, dude, she's a gangster, dude. Don't let it fool you. I know she will bust
0: bust kneecaps. Trust me. is a gangster. (laughs) is a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's those sweet ones you got to watch out for. (laughs) It is. It is. She she is sweet. And I I love my mom. And, you know, but I would never cross her. I've seen her, I've seen her do some damage before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, no. That's for sure. That's fair. So, Dave, you start, Dave started working here probably about what, a month ago, maybe? Uh, Yeah. A little over a month ago. A month ago. And, uh, it's it, tell, tell them tell about your experience. What what do you enjoy working about? What do you enjoy working with Zil cigars on? What do you do and what's all the uh, the ins and outs of it? So, so for
2: the most part, I label cigars, restock everything. I organize reorganize the first hemidor. Mm-hmm. So we have the, when you first walk into your right, you have the first hemidor. I completely redid that one because mm-hmm. um, I didn't like the way it was organized. <laughs> um, did that like my second Saturday here. Yeah, um, help customers ask them. You know. Questions about what kind of flavors they look for help make recommendations. Yeah. And honestly, I get to know a lot of people.
0: Yeah. You and do.
2: that's the biggest perk. Yeah. It's crazy how many people you get to see. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, for me, I, I like to consider myself an introvert. Mm-hmm. but everyone here is like so laid back from the customers that come in from you guys. It's like so easy to have conversations with people yeah, from yeah. different backgrounds, different walks of life. Right. Which right. I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And like the, the vibe here is always chill.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of funny you say that. Cause like you, you give off like a super chill vibe. Like even the way you speak is very, like is very chill, like very relaxed. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm kinda like you. I'm super introverted. Like I do not like people. like you wouldn't expect that, but like I do not like people. Um It's why are you laughing? Why is that funny? You,
0: you, because I, I, I get I'm married to an introvert. I yeah. get that. I understand that. Yeah, I understand what it's, you mean. It,
1: yeah. And 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 all that means is that like for me to recharge my batteries, I need to be away from people. Right. I don't right, get right. recharged by being around people. It takes a lot from me to to deal with a lot of people at one time. And I'll give you two seconds to guess what
2: I am.
0: You're an extrovert. I'm a total extrovert. Dude, you yeah. are. You are got, all over the I place. I wasn't supposed to be in today, and I was like, hey, if it's coming today, I'm going to be here. Of course I'm going to be here. <laughs> I want to I say hi to everybody and, and hang out and stuff like that. This is my day off. But um, I, I I, do. I love hanging around everybody. I love situations like this where we get new people in, talk, and get people's perspective on different things. I absolutely just I eat that stuff up. Yeah, you know, And I always, I always have. So... For me, you know, working with working with the introverts, I think, is, is interesting because it's not that introverts are, you know, they, they recharge by themselves. Yeah, they're not. But they it's like, not
1: that they're not people person.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so both you guys, we've had great conversations, you know, out of that. And uh, one of the most recent conversations I cannot wait to get into is the ghost in the attic. But we'll get okay. there in a second. Um, so but but it's it's really it's it's really cool. Dave's really impressed us with his work ethic and being here on time. He's super responsible. But you have a full time job. What do you do full time? Um, right now I work for a big corporation,
2: a bank um, and right now I'm kind of like a business consultant. I'm a senior relationship manager for them. okay so I manage uh, businesses that make a revenue between 10 to 25 million dollars. sweet. And my primary job is just to understand my book of business, get to know my clients,
0: and help manage their cash flow through products and services that we can offer. Mm. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So uh, wh- what I heard you say is that you make $10, 20, $10 $25 million a year. No. Um, and <laughs> I wish. basically, we're going to ask you for a loan. So <laughs> that's that. That's awesome. So so uh, th- it's really interesting. So i got to tell you. I'll tell a story in case it hasn't been told yet. You may have seen the YouTube video that we produced. but. Uh, one, one of your first days working here by yourself, if I'm correct. So it was like my my second night closing. Your first night working here, um, you uh, you were here by yourself, and it, it gets it gets dark now. You probably around yeah, like six and, o'clock.
1: And or, when you leave, yeah. yeah, or if you're, or if Dave didn't come back here and turn the lights on, which if I remember from the store, you didn't even know where the lights were. Yeah. So the lights in the right. warehouse were out because there are skylights. Yeah. So until yeah. about five five thirty. You don't really have to have the lights on in the warehouse.
0: So, so to paint you a picture of Zeal Cigars, if you guys are just checking it out, if you see it from the road, it looks really, really small. And really what everybody else sees is kind of small. We have two two large humidors that have a lot of cigars in them. And then we have a little lounge that has about eight seats in it. Yeah. So um, comfortable chairs and everything. Like, but behind the behind two double doors is about a 1,500-square-foot warehouse that we have behind him with about 30-foot 30, 30 ceilings. You know, if you would so, and and half, I'd say a quarter of that warehouse is is a loft where we keep all our cigar boxes. So, it is surprisingly big. Yeah, when I it, first came back here, I was like, "Holy cow!" We're yeah, like- and that's where we do the recording for the videos, the podcast, and 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 my office is back here in particular. So carries, and so uh, we do all our packing and stuff back here. Big shipments come in back here, and everything else like that. So just that's to paint you a picture. So. Uh, big long warehouse in the back, so you guys can get a picture of what we're talking about. So, and my desk sits at the very back, if you would. So, and by my desk is light switch. And usually, when I leave, I turn off the light switch, so it's all dark back here. And I'll say this: when it's dark back here, it's creepy. Anyways. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Okay, we have skylights and everything like that, but, but it's dark outside. It's dark back here. It's pitch black back here. It's hard to see what you're doing. So, Dave left on. Or Dave gives. I guess it was like seven forty or six forty-five. We close at 7 o'clock, 15 minutes before we close. You try to call me because you heard what? I heard,
2: it's, I thought a cigar box fell mm-hmm. in here. And then I heard like two distinct footsteps and like a shuffling sound. And the only reason I know that description is because one time JB was up on the, in the loft Mm. I was in the lounge and I heard, I can hear him clearly walking mm, around. Okay. Okay. And I was, and uh, I even, I think I mentioned it to you one time. I'm like, dude, did you fall back there? Oh yeah, like you a, did. You yelled up. You're like, you, you good? You it, f- yeah. breaking stuff? Cause I, I it, it's pretty loud when someone's up there in, oh, yeah. in, the, in the lounge. Oh yeah. And I heard a shuffling and I thought like, I was like, someone's here. Someone's playing a prank on me. Right. You guys are joking with me. Like, right, I'm, right. I'm being set up right now. Yeah. And like snuck in the back door. Yeah, something like that. I was like, I don't know what these guys are up to. I still don't know them that well. Maybe they're just, this is like a right, hazy. Right.
0: Which we really don't do. I mean, we really don't. Yeah we don't really, other. Yeah, people, yeah. yeah, we don't really with people. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I ignored it at first. And then I kind of, I, I, then I'm just kind of tripping out. Then I'm just kind like, of like. you like, know, did I really hear something? Yeah, you start, I just, you start questioning yourself. You start like going through your head. Like it could have been this, it could have been that. So I came back here and it's pitch black. Like you said, completely pitch black. Well, luckily for me, I, I carry a flashlight every day. Every day it doesn't I have, know
0: where the light switch is, and I have great. no
2: idea where the light switch is. So I right. bust out my flashlight and I start doing like my tactical moves. Man, I'm like I'm like clearing a building. <laughs> I was like I was like okay, I heard something. There's someone here. It yeah. has to be someone here because yeah. I heard something. I'm like, right. and I was expecting like maybe a homeless person. Right, right. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Right, right. But then, then I was walking up the stairs. And for people who don't know this, to get to the loft, you have to go through these metal stairs that are about they, they're
0: about they're about twenty five feet feet high. off yeah. the ground. Yeah.
2: But at the very top of the stairs, the first thing you're greeted with <laughs> is a skeleton wearing a hat. Right. Right. So we, I'm, we call him Ash. Yeah. So I'm walking up the stairs, and I'm shining my flashlight, and I go up towards the stairs, and then I see the skeleton. That just quickly in your mind, you know, you're kind of a little paranoid. Um, plays a trick on you, and I kind of jump back, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was good. That that was good." And then I looked up in the loft; nothing was there. But then I was like, "Dude, I gotta tell somebody about this. I gotta yeah. call Brad." I'm like, uh, "Have you ever heard anything like this?" That's what I was gonna ask you.
0: Right, right, right. I called JB, and he made it worse. Tell him what. Tell him what happened earlier that day, JB.
1: Earlier, earlier that that morning, I had been here early, picking and packing out some orders. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, uh, we have a, like where we ship is like kind of boxed in a little bit from the rest of the warehouse. And, uh, I was standing where I could see right underneath the stairs and out of the corner of my eye, it looked like something was looking at me. And then, uh, I kind of like, you know, you kind of double take and then you look, and then you kind of like, eh, I'm just, I'm just tripping. Right. And then you keep going about your, probably like you did the first time, right? You just go about your business. But then, I'm still working on stuff and it looks like i left the door open because i went out front to do something and i left the door cracked and i was doing the same thing again i turned around to put a box to put put a package on a cart and then as i was turning back around i saw to the corner of my eye where it looked like from where i saw the face the first time it looked like whatever it was just ran out the door it was very weird um it kind of made it eerie for the rest of the time that i was here packing out like i had headphones in i took the headphones out um, didn't have music on
0: or anything like that for the rest of the time I was back here. So. And, and you didn't tell me that on Monday. No, I didn't think know, anything came, of yeah, it. You know? I you thought, know, thought I was just tripping out or something. Yeah, you know? he didn't tell me that on Monday. So this happens to you Monday night. Then I came on and come in on Tuesday, and JB starts telling me that you called him. Yeah. And I look back in my phone, and my phone didn't ring. I looked at my phone, but you did call, and I didn't miss a call from you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I usually have my phone right next to me, and wherever am I am at, wherever I'm doing, just like you guys do, probably at home. So for me I was like what is going on here What what's going on and uh, so that night JB and I were like we're going to absolutely do a live vodcast where we have video uh, so that we can see things so we're sitting back here in the dark kind of like we are now and yeah, just this little just this little light right here yeah on the table on and and basically we basically We basically just started talking about this, and I hear stuff up there. I, I, you can hear it on the video if you go to Best Cigar Reviews on YouTube. That's so creepy. There's, there's, there's
1: two specific because I didn't hear it originally while we were on the mics. Like he heard it with that through the headset while we're sitting here. Absolutely. And then I didn't hear. I just got chills right now. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't hear it. So when we went to play the video back, and he's like trying to find the point of when he's like, "Dude, did you hear that?" And then go back a little bit. You can clearly hear it in two separate occasions. It's at 22
0: the, minutes and at 29 minutes. Those are the two places you can hear it on the yeah, video. Yeah, you can. You can, yeah.
1: you can distinctly hear a almost pop. like something drops. That's yeah,
0: so weird. Yeah, and I was, I was like, and I've never heard it before. Nobody else yeah, was here. Never heard it before. And I've never heard it since. And I've been here by myself several times. Even last, our night. neighbors left at five. Yep, yep. They I, were I was, gone. I was here last night till about uh, about eight o'clock by myself. Okay. And uh, I just got done with some customers, closed them out around, around 7 o'clock. And so I was back here getting some work done. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear anything. And I'm just working away, getting things out, sending an email out. And uh, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And I've been here before. I, in the dark, actually, one night by myself, I just I sat right here just for about, I don't know, I'd say about five minutes just listening See if I could hear anything because sometimes like buildings settle and you can hear pops. Yeah, and like, that's normal. But I couldn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything whatsoever that was strange. So Did,
1: didn't I send you a video before I came in that Monday where I was yeah. like, dear,
0: dear Jesus, yeah, please he, send he this out the of the here. Door, yeah. <laughs> like
1: get, just right before I unlock the
0: door, like right, if there's right. something in here, get that out, bro. So it's it, it's kind of it is a season, dude. It's almost Halloween. You know, we're we're getting we're. In I know. October. I was kind of
1: thinking it's about time to bring Ash down and put him in the lounge.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a fun little uh, decorative thing we do here at Zill Cigars and. So I know, I know from, from that, but you, you, so what's funny, it launched us into a conversation that you used to be a ghost hunter, you know, and like do do paranormal experience or paranormal still do it and still do it. So, uh, into that a little bit, how, how did you get into that? And, and has and, any of
1: those experiences creeped you out as much as that did? I
2: have
0: never been, um,
2: creeped out ghost hunting. We go to my, my family and I, um, it started with, uh, we got into watching ghost adventures like years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my uh, son, who's now going to be 18 on, on Halloween, um, when he was younger, he got really into it. So yeah. we started ordering all the little gizmos and gadgets. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then we started going to like Jerome, Arizona. Oof. That's. Bisbee. That's crazy. Yeah, Bisbee's up a good one too. Did you ever yeah. go to the hotel? And, yeah, uh, we stay we there probably like once or twice a year, minimum. We always go to that hotel. So what, let me ask you a question. Nothing ever happened when you were there? Nothing. I've never experienced anything there. And okay. I've tried. Okay. And I've tried to creep myself out. I've tried to, you know, I've, I've really tried.
0: So um, th- let me just make sure I understand this right. I mean, because you're, you're kind of confusing me real quick. You've been to Jerome Hotel, which is supposed yeah. to be one of the most haunted places in America. Yeah, it was an okay. insane asylum yeah. for a lot
1: of the, like, copper right. miners up in the mountain that went right. crazy. Right, right.
0: And then, it, yeah, then they had doctors there and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. It was Mysterious. a full-fledged hospital, and the yeah. morgue is, like, there's a building right below it. That, right. They used right. To be the morgue. What happened here, up in the loft, creeped you out more than that. Yeah. Dude, that's scary, bro. <laughs> because <laughs> that's scary. It, it's when,
2: you, when you're actively hunting for something. And it's unexpected too. Yeah. When you're actively hunting for something, mm-hmm. you're expecting it. Right. So right. I'm looking, I'm purposely mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. for it. Sure, me. sure. When I heard that, there was like mixed feelings of like, dude, I'm going to have to fight a homeless guy. Like right. my my third <laughs> night closing here, what? my second what night What was closing. that
1: YouTube channel they got in trouble bum fights? Oh yeah, Oh bum, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, and
2: I was like <laughs> sitting there, I'm like, dude, those guys are crazy. I'm like, I'm ready. I can do this. I'm like, I'm going to grab them, by a shirt. I'm just going to drag them out, drag him out of the shop. I got this and that's like so you get your adrenaline going so I I was thinking that I'm like and then also like nothing's there so I'm like okay that's that's genuinely creepy so like when you're ghost hunting like in Bisbee or Jerome or any other of the creepy place my my dad uh, took us to the Emily Morgan in San Antonio which is right across the street from the Alamo oh dang Um, we went there too that's that's a cool place but um I've never had any other experience at an adult age as a kid different story but I can't really justify those I'm a kid I don't know what I'm doing but uh, my son did catch an EVP, which I don't know if you guys know what an EVP is. It's an electric voice phenomenon. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what Luna uses that, that said wreath back here the one time. Is that the spirit box thing? No, the spirit box goes through, like, multiple radio channels. Oh, like it's, so it's different. Static oh, okay. And it's, going, it's flicking through so many channels, and you can hear a voice. Okay. And if you hear a consistent voice, it's usually something. So what did he catch on the EVP? So my son, by himself, and I, I think he was probably, like, 11 or 12 at the time. And he was, him and his friend were exploring the hotel by themselves. We just let them loose uh, in right, the hotel. Right, right, And we stayed up pretty late at night. And nothing, nothing happened. So the, the kids were kind of disappointed that nothing creepy happened and stuff like that. So sure, before sure. we were uh, packing out, we were getting ready to leave and check out. Um, he went out on his own one more time with his little EVP recorder. And he came back, and he, we started playing it. And all of a sudden, he's like, is there anyone here with me? And you hear, like, a pause. And all of a sudden, you hear... And like when my son played it, his face like dropped and he like got all excited. And my son's like me. He's pretty introverted. He doesn't talk to a lot of people. Yeah. He got super excited. He was showing strangers in the hotel. He was showing the front, the front, get uh, the guest check in people at the hotel. He was so excited and everyone was impressed with it. And it's like, it was so like, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, that is weird. I'm like, that's not you. I'm like, he's like, no, I'm like, that doesn't sound like you at all anyway. So I don't think he can make that voice, but it was genuinely like, that was the, only experience I've ever had in Jerome. Well,
1: that in that hotel, if I if I remember correctly, they they have pictures in the rooms of the people that died in
2: those rooms, they or,
1: or served time, or or living in those rooms, or something like that. Yeah.
2: So I think the story behind the hotel was it was it was there for the miners who yes they were um, some guys who lost their mind, but are, it was also people who got sick, injured, yeah. and they would get like more it was than an inf- infirmary essentially. Yeah, in a sense. And um, but they do have pictures. One of the craziest stories there though is there was a hotel worker. This is after they turned it into a hotel. Got crushed by an elevator there. What? Yes, yeah, so, the
0: only elevator ac- accident in all in all history outside of one other one What? that somebody died in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah he got his. He got. It was pretty gnarly, but he he got his uh, his skull crushed by the elevator. And if you look at the way it happened. Like he was facing up, the elevator was coming down. So people like don't know whether he killed himself or how it happened. It was way back. Like in how did he day. get into the shaft? He wasn't even in the shaft. His head was literally like on the edge as the elevator was coming down. So think about it like a guillotine. Coming like he down. opened the door and just stuck his head in and then something
0: said something like that. Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's I've actually been on the elevator you're talking about. It's it's a it's almost like the old school where you pull like a cage. Oh, across. okay. Yeah, so you can put your hand into the elevator. You literally Okay. Can, or into the shaft. So yeah, and they have a bunch of warning signs there now. Okay. So now you made a statement that uh, that that's nothing compared to what you experienced when you were younger, you know, what, what happened, what happened when you were younger when you were doing this kind of stuff? And before I do that, I'm gonna launch into my own little sub sub box of why I don't do ghost hunting, why I don't like that stuff. And it scares the crap out of me because I think you're going into a plane and a plateau that is reserved for angels. And when you go into that, you are not an angel. And as a result of that, you're playing with fire in a sense, or you could be playing with fire in a sense. I'm always been curious about it, but I've never done it myself. This is a bit of a Christian, um, but I used to play around with that stuff before I, I was a Christian. And I've seen some crazy stuff there with Ouija board seances and things like that, that I'm very, very, very. When I see it now, I'm very skeptical of it because of what I've seen and what I've what has happened to me pretty much over the last, um, you know, 20 something years you know so but tell me tell me what happened to you and your kid so i my mom's a pastor okay she was okay, a pastor yeah. for a long time so okay. I, I grew up in the church i okay. actually
2: grew up in the church right up the road yep, um, yep. Dream, dream city Yep, yeah. dream city church used to be called phoenix first assembly mm-hmm. and um i'm just curious i was just always curious okay but when i was little when i was about that age We'd always explore. Like, it was always, like, the pastor's kids that we were always causing the most trouble. <laughs> right. Um, it's just how it was. So we had, like, our little group of, like, friends who all their parents kind of worked for the church or volunteered for the right, church. Right, right, right. So that church is massive. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's a mega
0: church. It's yeah. Like 20,000 people, dude. It's, it's crazy. Like,
2: it's massive. But there's some back rooms back there that are, like, are pitch black. So when they do, like, their Christmas event and stuff like that, I would play, like, I would be in the play and play something, I don't know, dumb. Mm-hmm. I think last time before I got out of I played a, a Roman soldier or something like that.
0: You were a tree just moving back. Yeah, I was, I was a
2: bush. <laughs> that, was, that was a tough part. Yeah. But um, the back room one time, and I was with another friend when we saw this. There was a little girl. We turned on the lights. It was completely pitch black. And we turned it on, and there was like a little girl standing there. And all of a sudden, we just hear the footsteps of her running away. And we were like so confused. So we walked back there, and there's, only do- there's like three doors back there. Mm-hmm. And they were both locked. So we were, like, completely creeped out and ran out of there. And that, like, kind of drives my curiosity even more. And then one time, we used to live uh, at a house up the road here um, off Cave Creek and Greenway. Okay. And I remember being a kid, and I used to have a—I had a pet snake. Mm -hmm. And my grandma lived with us (laughs) at the time. Okay. And she's extremely— religious, like she was mm-hmm. like very, very Christian, very follows the Bible, reads the Bible, yeah, yeah, anoints yeah. the house, everything. Right. Oh yeah. I love that woman like um, already. Yeah. 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 So when I opened my door to my room next to my snake tank, I saw a, like a shadow right there and it freaked me out. And I like screamed panic, complete panic, ran out, ran to my grandma and she made me get rid of my snake cause she says it's a serpent and it's uh, attracts evil. So I had to give up my pet snake. Which I replace now. At this age, I have a pet snake now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that was that was mean, Grandma. No, no more shadows. No, no more shadows. Nothing. Okay. I haven't experienced anything like that. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I, I told my mom about this a long time ago. Like I used to see weird, random things, and mm-hmm. she would tell me like it's it's God trying to talk to you, or you're a visionary, you're just seeing things. Okay. Like, um, and then as I got older, kind, of, it all kind of faded away, and like I just kind of, I guess I matured a little bit and stopped like being as curious.
0: Well, yeah, when you when you grow up, I think it's um. The imagination it, is a big place. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, is a big, it is a big place. And when you can't control your mind as a child, you can fabricate things mm-hmm. that are there that aren't there. And that's why kids can see some things. But that said, um, I'll say something that, that's, that's really interesting in the Christian faith about this. So how do I say this? The very first sermon that I ever preached was Faith Like a Child. So that was the title of it, and it comes from this passage where Jesus tells his disciples because they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest. He says, "Unless you change and become like a child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven." And there is something about childlike faith that we're all trying to get back to, to where like we always because when you're a child, I mean, you're not afraid of anything. I mean, you're just you're always well, you're innocent. I mean, yeah, you're innocent, and you, I mean, when we were kids, we used to climb hundred foot trees whenever never cared. Now, I, I would never climb a hundred foot tree because I yeah. have responsibility and mortgage and kids and I'd fall, you yeah. know, something like that. So a, as a result, like that, that just that fearless kind of, you know, childlike faith, I think. And in that wonder, I think that's something that I, I mean, I'm not trying to this is another topic for another time, but I think there is something very underrated about wonder. Yeah, for sure. Like like there is something when oh, you dude Walden, dude, just oh. read Walden. When you when you when you wonder about something, and I don't mean wander, but wonder, yeah, like something strikes you as awe. I mean, yeah. that, that's when I think about God in, in particular. I think about being struck in awe, you know, yeah. and that and that wonder. And so, and then there's so many different possibilities, you know, to, to go go down that road with. Um, but I think there is something, you know, when you're a child and you're one, you you're just stuck struck in wonder about so many things. Like I remember being um the first time i came to arizona was in 98 way before i moved here i helped a friend of mine move here and i saw the grand canyon for the first time and i was in awe i was i was i was it was wondrous massive yeah it was it was beautiful it's wondrous if you've not seen a desert landscape it is worth seeing it's beautiful absolutely uh but then i've seen it several times after that not a big deal you know not a big deal big hole you know after that so uh I will, and then when I see, when I brought my kids there for the first time, they were the same way. They're like, this is massively amazing. It's really great. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pad your point on okay. this.
1: Okay. I've, st- I've never seen it. Okay. Okay. Still, right? I've been out here six years. I still haven't seen it. Okay. But the way I think about the Grand Canyon is different than a lot of people think about it. How's that? I don't think about it being a hole in the ground. Okay. Well, I think about it much deeper, right? I think about, like, why is it a big hole in the ground? Is it really just because the water used to flow through that? Was it was it dug out potentially by somebody before us? So was, it, was it was it dug out place on the why
2: it's existing? Well,
1: for example, for example, Trump, there was a, a big deal with Trump about the national parks was that he was trying to pass something allegedly that that would uh, allow mining in the national parks for uranium. Okay. Why is there a high concentration of uranium in the Grand Canyon? Oh. Oh I right, like could that have been some sort of potential waste from something that was being done there? Oh, I don't know. Just okay. going out, just going, up, just going off the rails
0: a little bit. You feel me? We have conspiracy theory, theory yeah. Justin here. But so b- b- yeah. I,
1: but that pads because there's wonder there, right? Yeah, there's, there is 100. There's yeah. There's more than just okay. It's a big hole in the ground because there
0: used to be a ton of water here and it flowed through and cut it out over the years, right? 100 dude. Yeah. yeah there, so there, there is that. There is that aspect of like. So and when we, you're when you're a kid, I'll tell you some things my kids told me yeah. that I thought were genuine. So when um, and this goes to your point, and I, and I do believe that kids have an opportunity to look into the spiritual realm at times that adults can't because of our quote unquote maturity or because, you know, rationale. Yeah. And, and I, I think Hollywood's done a good job at, at portraying that in such a way that, you know, uh, silly people believe that stuff and stupid people believe that stuff yeah. and people who aren't educated and dumb Hicks believe in the supernatural or something like that because we kind of, we can have, and I'll tell you what, man, just, just again, my soapbox for a second. Uh, the industrial age and the scientific age has done a lot. Okay. To explain a lot of things, but it's also done a lot of damage to wonder. It's done a lot of damage to like uh, fantasy. It's done a lot, a lot of damage to things that, um, that even, 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 even spiritual insight to where, you know, everyone's trying to explain everything away. Yeah. And there's certain things that you just can't explain away. I mean, like, there's, uh, there's just certain things that, like, I, I literally, I'll give me an example. I literally had a conversation uh, last night with a, with, uh, a guy uh, who would claim, claim to be an atheist, if he would. I'd say he's probably more agnostic. And I said, but the fact of the matter is, man, when you go home or when bad things happen, you ask God why about that kind of stuff. You yeah. do. And he goes... I, I can't debate that. I really can't debate. You know, it's and I'm not. I'm not looking for a debate. I'm, my whole point is like, it's intrinsically written on us. So there's this. There's this like, you know, the, the spiritual plane itself. That I think the children, because they don't have this sense of like maturity or what not to be afraid of or whatever. Sometimes their brain definitely fabricates some things. Okay, and then sometimes they can actually see some things. Yeah. So there's an old movie called Spiderwick. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, it's a really good movie because at certain times the kids can see things, see yeah. those little those little goblins and stuff like that. And if they had that stone, they could see and everything else like that. But you had to, you know, be able to have one of those, you know, fictional creatures, you know, spit in your eyes or something like that in order to see that. So uh, it's one of my kids, one, one of the stories my kids love, uh, movies that my kids love when they were growing up. And I used to watch it with yeah, them. Yeah, it's thought, an older movie. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch it. I, I thought it was a great movie. Um, this is really interesting because when Savannah was young, um, we were living, uh, in, uh, Cincinnati and, uh, she was in Cincinnati. Probably she came out here. I think maybe she was four or five. So Savannah was raised for the first four or five years in Cincinnati, and I had this, uh, this Cape, we had this Cape Cod house, and I actually redid the whole basement. So, so you walk in, you walk into the first floor, there's the, the kitchen, the dining room, and then, and then the main bedroom right there. The bathroom, we only had one bathroom, and the bathrooms were there, and then you had a basement, and you had upstairs the other two bedrooms. And uh, Savannah's room was up here, and we just had Camden, okay? And my son Camden's room was right across from Savannah's, so uh, Savannah had, had a bedroom here, and Camden had one up. So if you went up the hallway, Savannah's on the right, Camden's on the left. And our bedroom is downstairs on the first floor, and uh, one night I, I I wake up and Savannah is banging you know banging on the on the door, and uh, you know she, and and I hear her banging and she's I believe she's yelling at something, you know and uh, and what she believes she's yelling at is some creature or some kind of entity trying to attack my son, what? okay yeah yeah. So here's a couple things you need to know about Savannah. Um, outside my other kids, Savannah is probably the most um, spiritually adept of everything. The most mature. Um, she's got her life together. She's like, she's like dad. She's the first born. Right. So um, in a lot of different ways and uh, never lied. I mean, my, my, my other kids would lie about super stuff like kids do. Savannah never lied. She's super honest about stuff. Um, you know, if she if she stole like a piece of cake, she'd start crying because she stole a piece of cake, and would confess it to mom and dad. Just that's super awesome. honest little kid, right? And so, uh, and that's not a judgment on her. anything like that, she's just you know the apple of my eye. To be honest with you, she tells me about this just in passing. Like, yeah, I know what demons are, daddy. And I'm like, what, what, what's, what do you mean? She goes, there was one trying to get into Camden's room, and I was telling him the name of Jesus to get out of here, and I, that's what I was banging on the door for. And I'm like, just in just in matter of fact, because we we train our kids very, you know, very young to to understand the Bible and everything else like that. And there is a spiritual realm and so on and so forth. But we don't scare them and we don't go deep into that kind of stuff. We try. We really try not to. Um, But she said that very emphatically to this day. If I had Savannah on the phone, she would tell you the story and the story would freak you out. That's crazy. It was really, really crazy. Let me ask you a quick question.
2: Yeah. So. Was she, like, like into technology at all at that age? No. Like, no
0: iPad, no nothing? No. no. this is probably correct. Yeah, there was nothing it would, been, like
1: that. it would have been early 2000s. Yeah,
0: she was born in 2000. Okay. Yeah, so, 2001, 2000,
2: yeah. So, as she was growing up, did she ever get into technology, like, playing with an iPad or anything like that? Playing um, on YouTube, watching YouTube videos?
0: no probably not she did i mean we had i mean we had dvds of you know dizzy stuff and stuff like that but nothing like that and the only
2: reason i ask is because you you mentioned something about like why wonder is kind of taken away and you mentioned technology and i think that's like one of the biggest things right now yeah oh yeah is kids are like just as even my my little boy he's two years old and he knows how to use an ipad already right and i make i take it away from him and he like wants he calls it his phone he's like i want my phone i want my phone i'm like dude Mm -hmm. no but when he doesn't have it his imagination is just off the wall. Yeah. He's dramatic about everything. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And he's like, he's, he's developing that imagination. I feel like technology hinders that it takes that away. It takes that wonder away from kids I, I, or, or
1: puts it into a different area. Right. Yeah. It prefabricates that information for them because right. they're fabricating based off of what they're already visually seeing. Yeah. Right. They're not exactly. creating yep. it right it, it, all the way. Right. Like the, for example, there's a huggy wuggy um, is a big thing on, oh, on, yeah. on, uh, on YouTube right now. And it's like this scary little game that this creature's real creepy looking right
2: yeah it's genuinely creepy so
1: a kid is going to take that creature and then take those scenes and those things that they're seeing in that video and then create their own scenario with those creatures to a point of like i've been around our friend's kids and they're they're like there's a there's a guy with a bloody hand out the window he's here to kill us and it's like where where does your wonder where does your imagination get that from
0: Mm. Like the Slenderman, yeah, dude. oh yeah. You ever see that? Yeah, that was all made. Wasn't that all made up by somebody? It was all made up yeah. by yeah. someone. It yeah. was
2: actually a competition they were having for some art competition. To right, To come right. up with something like genuinely creepy, and sure. Up the Slenderman and some girls. I think it was Florida, but they actually planned to sacrifice their friends. They actually got arrested, and they were they invited this girl over as
0: for a sleepover, and they were planning to kill her. See, that's the things I think are demonic. Yeah, I, I do. When well, th- those kind of things happen, that's, that's really, really crazy.
1: Dave kind of said something a minute ago, and I know we got a little bit short of time here, but mm-hmm. Dave said something a minute ago that kind of wanted me to ask you this question, just mm-hmm. based off of your history. Do you feel that, and I think Hollywood kind of depicts this a little bit, do you feel that that spiritual realm
0: attacks kids more than it does adults? I I think what, I think what the devil tries to do, is it's it, he he works in deception more than he works in um, anything black and um, white yeah yeah like there I don't I don't think that I think at times the demonic can show up to a kid or something like that um, and, and scare him you know for the sake of you know disrupting his life or disrupting his family or anything else like that um, but I think it's more deception like I'm really the I mean there's stories about stories about people who were uh, the, uh, a story uh, one story comes out about a girl who was raped by her uncle when she was younger and a spirit would come to her and comfort her uh, during at, that at, time no, at, yeah at, at night and it would it would be her sp- her, her her special friend okay. who would come and this little girl was being raped and molested by her uncle that's terrible okay and then this girl starts maturing and this happens over a period of many years and as the girl grows up and starts getting away from her uncle, Um, she starts to know who Jesus is and she starts to hear the name of Jesus. She starts to tell the, 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 the spirit about Jesus and the spirit starts to tell her that's not, that's not what you should listen to. That's not God. That's not that. And she's having these conversations with a demonic angel, you know, if you would. So those kind of things happen and there is more, I'll tell you what, man, um, there is more trauma. Okay. To children in the sexual range okay Mm. that demons attach themselves to than we'll ever know i promise you so if it's true that one as it 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 used to be one in four i think it's one in three women whoa now have been sexually molested assaulted or raped by a family member usually too yeah yeah it's usually by a family or a known member known known person somebody close right right so when when that happens you know it just it's just an opening and if you're a kid and you don't know any better and there's a you know, a, a ghostly friend that comes and, and and plays with you and tells you things and everything else like that. Well, you feel special and even comforted. Mm. You know, so not every comforting spirit, you know, that comes from the unknown unreal- uh, unknown realm should be trusted. Mm. In fact, there's a verse in the Bible that actually tells Christians test the spirit, okay, to make sure they they you know what they what they believe and so on and so forth. And uh, you know, it, it, and just just so, just to understand something that that's very very serious in the Christian faith, because I do believe that children are the most vulnerable for everything that we see in our world. It's just dangerous already. But even in the spiritual, it's, it's, they're very, very vulnerable. So if they don't have a good mom, good dad telling them strong truths about who God is and everything like that, they can get confused very, very quick, not to mention Hollywood that puts everything in there that makes, you you can make fun here. Here's the, here's the truth about Hollywood. And if you disagree with this, just go check the facts. You can make fun. You can't make fun of any religion except for one. Christianity, you can make fun of Christianity in Hollywood, and it is all the time. Go look at the facts. You can make fun of it. You make fun of Islam or Judaism or anything like that in a degrading way. You all of a sudden have like the cancel culture attacking you. Yeah. Make fun of Christianity, no problem. We have no problem with that. And you got to ask the question, why is that? Well, you I just I just learned That's that
1: crazy. I just learned that the the Vatican is like its own like city like its own country essentially like it's they have their own rules yep. it's it's literally yeah. its
0: own border inside of Rome have you have you uh, heard of that HBO um, show called the young Pope no where uh, I think Jude 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 Nelson is that his name um, I John. mean I've heard of it but I didn't watch it yeah um, really interesting I watched the whole series I watched the whole series about it um, or the first season I didn't watch the second season um, because he, be, he essentially becomes Pope OK, and he's young and this kid is rebellious, but he doesn't do anything that you think would be like outright sin. But he's got some really hard leanings on different ways. And he's he's he, he gets finding the it, loopholes, bro. Yeah. yeah it's, so, so it really challenges you, you to think, is it possible? Because, by the way, if you are Roman Catholic, then you believe the, the, the pope. OK, is St. Peter's spirit here on Earth. That means he's infallible and inerrant. Okay. OK, that means no, that no means, mistakes. Yeah, no mistakes yeah, and no sin from that going forward. So um, which, you know, as a Protestant, I would say it's not true. Um, so and, and and it can really confuse people because you get the whole cover up with the Catholic Church and the molestation thing. And that doesn't just happen inside of Catholic churches. Oh, no, that. we just uh, talked uh, about we, the yeah, stats. Yeah, exactly. So uh, but. But I think it's it's really really important to protect children in particular. If you have a child, man, I would protect them completely, okay, from YouTube. I absolutely would, um, because there's yeah, like there's, I don't even know what age I would even want my kid to grab an iPad at this point. Yeah, it's 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 scary, and obviously you're monitoring that, and I think it's important to monitor that because if you don't, it's very easy, you know, for a kid to find something. You know, even on the oh, kids' oh, accounts. Even, even oh, yeah. on the
2: parental controls. Yeah. There's, oh, really? there's things I don't let my, like he likes watching monster trucks. That's his, that's his thing, watching monster trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, some kid's show that he likes. But there's also things when you put on the parental control on YouTube mm-hmm. that things will still leak out. Like, oh wow. Yeah, things okay. will still pop up.
1: But yet, you know, cigar reviews get taken down. Right. Yeah, go figure.
2: <laughs> and your account gets shut down because of just some stupid picture that doesn't even <laughs> I can't comprehend. Yeah. It. it doesn't I know. make any sense to me whatsoever. I See, don't we're know. were targeted.
0: if you if you work at Zeal Cigars <laughs> and you you stand for what's right, you're targeted. It's you just period you you just periodically are because we have values and we have morals here that most people don't and they will not that we just won't give in, and we won't bow down, and so we won't we won't kiss the butt of the industry, you know, and we won't like say the politically correct things yeah. that everybody wants us to say. We're free thinkers. Sorry, we've been there. You know, we've can't, done that. So can't have freedom of speech without free thinking. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So I think that's that. I think it's important. But um, this has been a little bit of insight into your life, Dave. So thanks so much. Yeah, we kind of got know. off We're the rails a little bit, yeah, but that's, that's how it goes here. No, that's okay. That's okay, man. It's been a little bit of insight into that. So uh, we want we want to hear from you uh, on Zeal Cigars. We wanted, we wanted, if you have any questions, comments, or insults about anything that you heard today, uh, please email us at Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word, Cut Podcast at Gmail dot com and i see that i'll be the one answering those uh emails as well so thanks so much for uh, listening to, Ze- to cut light and smoke uh podcast today presented by zeal cigars zeal cigars.com the number one place to find your cigar needs on the internet when i could put my head to what i'm thinking so that's it guys thanks for listening to the, to the podcast today and we'll catch you on the flip side peace it's always fun when you fade out <laughs>